the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. There are a couple things that we want to take note of from what we see here in this text. One thing is that this man is, what this man is saying here is not necessarily out of line or fundamentally wrong. What he is saying and what he is asking is not out of line and it is not fundamentally wrong. Because the issue of a person honoring their father and their mother was the fundamental tenet that the Lord himself had already established in the law of Moses. He says in the law of Moses, you shall honor your father and your mother. And then Paul added on to that by saying, honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the earth. And so what he's saying is not necessarily out of line or fundamentally wrong. But another thing that we want to see, dear ones, is that as you read what this man is actually saying and you begin to look at it in different Bible translations, um, it gives us a better picture of what he's asking. Because the Living Bible reads what this man is saying like this. The Living Bible says that this man says to Jesus, Sir, when my father is dead, then I will follow you. And the Amplified Bible reads it this way. He read, the Amplified Bible says that he responded to Jesus' invitation to follow him by saying to Jesus, Lord, let me first go and care for my father until he dies. And then... I will follow you. And so what you have here is this man actually asking the Lord for a type of delayed enrollment and a deferred participation into the plans and the purposes of God. Let me go and do this other stuff first and then I'll come and follow you. Let me go and take care of these other things first and then I'll be your disciple. And thirdly, dear ones, this point is brought home even more clearly to us by taking note of the order of prioritization that this man says. Because his request to the Lord, he says, suffer me first 
to go and bury my father. And so he places a higher priority on him being able to do this than he does upon him responding to the call that Jesus has given to him. And it is in seeing what this man says here and what he is doing that we are now introduced to the next challenger of our faith. And dear ones, that challenger involves the challenge of proper prioritization. The challenge of proper prioritization. That challenge, dear ones, involves placing things in their proper order in our lives and determining what things in my life do I need to focus in on and what things need to be set aside for a time if not set aside permanently. And deciding what things need to get more of my time, more of my attention, and more of my focus, and what things need to get less of it. The challenge of proper prioritization. What things need to get your focus? What things need to get less of your focus? What things need to have a higher priority? What things need to begin to take a back seat? Lord have mercy. And so, dear ones, it is because of the unhealthy bend that each and every one of us have within us because of our fallen natures. We all have an unhealthy bend in us. I'm sorry. I, 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 I know some of us have bad backs like me, so you got a kind of a tilt to the side or you kind of stoop. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the unhealthy bend that all of us have because of our fallen natures that we were born with. Because of the unhealthy bend that we all have, dear ones, we all have the tendency to want to focus in on and prioritize in our lives those things that are most beneficial to us, that are the most pleasing, the most satisfying, and the most gratifying to us, and that in our minds, you can't live without. Y'all don't like me today. Y'all don't not, you do not like me there. You, 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 you thought I was mean when I was just talking about the, the challenge of the other challenger. This challenger, the, after the Lord, the, the next challenger to our faith, the other one just steps back and he says, this, this is a big one. He says, steps forward. The challenge of proper prioritization. What do you place first? Who do you place first? Who gets your time? If the Lord and this other thing were standing there calling your name, who would get your focus? And which direction would you move? The challenge of proper prioritization. It's easy to say, Lord, you have my whole heart. Lord, you have my whole soul. Lord, you are my everything. It's easy to say that because that other thing ain't calling you right now. Amen. Amen. That other thing is not calling on you. But if that thing, whatever it is, called you, how would you respond? And how would you respond if no one was looking? How would you respond? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hold on, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I'll, I'll be back, Jesus. The challenge of proper prioritization. 
And, 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 and there was, notice what we're told. Hold your finger. Lord have mercy. Let's go to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Because I'm not going to read the whole thing. But, but there's something that Jesus says there that, that is so, it is so impactful and so profound that we dare not overlook it. Notice what he says, Matthew the 6th chapter, verse 24. He says, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Amen. Now, now, now. A couple things. One is that the word mammon that we have there, many people automatically translate that to mean money. You cannot serve God and money. But dear ones, the word that Jesus uses there, it's not a Hebrew word. It is actually a Chaldean word. It is a Chaldean word. And the word that he uses there, it literally means anything that one puts their trust in. That's, the, that's what he's saying. You cannot serve God and anything else that you're putting your trust in. So it could be your money. But it could be your spouse. It could be your kids. It could be your health. It could be your intelligence. It could be your education. It could be your career. Jesus says you cannot serve God and whatever else it is you're putting your trust in. One will get the most of you and the other will be left to deal with the rest of you. Lord have mercy. And dear ones, the other thing that we want to notice is that when we, if you read in Matthew the 6th chapter, you get all the way down to verse 33, it says, Jesus says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, his righteousness, when he says that, he is saying to us that we are to first and foremost seek the person of God. Seek ye the kingdom of God. Seek the person of God. First and foremost. And then after that, we are to seek and prioritize the righteousness of God. Which involves seeking after those things that are pleasing and right in God's eyes. Those things that God says, yes, that's right. Seek that. Lord have mercy. And so, and so we, we, the challenger is proper prioritization. But, but dear ones, notice how Jesus responds. Let's, let's turn back to, to Luke. Let's go to Luke, the ninth chapter. Because notice how Jesus responds. He says, he says, verse 60. He says, let the dead bury their dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Now, a better way to read what the Lord is saying to this man, dear ones, is to read it like this. To read Jesus saying to this man, let those who are spiritually dead focus on burying those who are physically dead. And so what the Lord is saying there, he is not saying that tending to the needs and the final requests of our loved ones who have passed in order to ensure that they receive respect and honor, the respect and honor that is due to them. Jesus is not saying that that's not important. 
that still is important, dear ones. We need to do that. But what Jesus is saying is that these things cannot be allowed to have a higher degree of prioritization in our lives than we give to carrying out the life-giving, life-producing work that He has called us to do. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. Now, a better way to read what the Lord is saying to this man, dear ones, is to read it like this. To read Jesus saying to this man, let those who are spiritually dead focus on burying those who are physically dead. And so what the Lord is saying there, he is not saying that tending to the needs and the final requests of our loved ones who have passed in order to ensure that they receive respect and honor, the respect and honor that is due to them. Jesus is not saying that that's not important. That still is important, dear ones. We need to do that. But what Jesus is saying is that these things cannot be allowed to have a higher degree of prioritization in our lives than we give to carrying out the life-giving, life-producing work that he has called us to do. And so things like procrastination and delaying and hesitating and deferring until a later time, dear ones, those are all things that we need to begin to put away. We need to begin to set those things aside and begin to prioritize in our lives the things that God has called us to do. And so so proper prioritization is a challenge for each and every one of us. The challenge of giving up comfort, that's that's a big challenge in of itself. But now you've got proper prioritization. You would think that the Lord would be done. He, Lord, that's enough. I, I can't deal with no more. <laughs> You're wearing me out, Jesus. I can't, I can't handle it. But there is a third challenger that the Lord says, I've got to bring this, I've got to deal with this challenger also because it challenges us in our faith also. And the third challenger, dear ones, is given to us in Luke, the ninth chapter, verses 61 and 62. Notice what we're told. It says, and another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. 
Lord have mercy. There is a third challenger that steps forward. And this third challenger is given to us here in the book of Luke. Now, we are told that this third man, he comes forward to Jesus with his own pronouncement of his willingness to become one of Jesus' followers. But there is a condition to his commitment. He puts a condition on his commitment to the Lord that he wants Jesus to accept. And he wants to be allowed to first go and bid them farewell, which are at his house. Now, a couple things that we need to take note of from this brother. One thing is that this man is essentially asking to be allowed to go home and get his family's opinions. Get his family's opinions and their advice on whether or not he should become a follower of Jesus. Because remember, dear ones, to follow Jesus at this this particular time, that meant that you went where he went, you did what he did, you obeyed what he said, and you involved yourself in the things he was involved with. Well, that kind of sounds how it is today also. You go where he goes, you do what he says do, you involve yourself with the things he is involved with. So this man, there's no difference between this man and us. But he's asking for be, to be allowed to go home to get his family's opinion, his family's advice. And so for him to be allowed to go home before he made his commitment to the Lord would be similar to him being allowed to go home and ask his family, how do you guys feel about this? How do you guys feel about me becoming a follower of Jesus? Would you approve of that? Would, you, would that be okay with you if I gave my life to Jesus? Would it be all right with you if I followed the Lord? Would it be okay with you if I did what he's calling me to do? Wow. How do you feel about it? Wow. <laughs> would it be all right with you guys if I became a follower of Jesus? Sounds weird to say that. Sounds, it sounds, sounds weird to hear, hear it said, but, but, but dear ones, uh, that's what we do. We, 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 we don't want to become a follower of Jesus because certain folk might not want to hang out with us no more. Or we don't want to really become dedicated to Jesus because certain people might not approve of our decision. Or we don't want to really commit ourselves to the Lord because we're afraid of offending somebody. We're afraid of offending We don't want to step on anybody's toes. So we defer. We delay. We deny. But but the second thing that we want to see is that we need to compare what this man does. I'm not going to take us there. But if you look at the call that came to Peter, Andrew, Matthew, uh, 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 Peter, Andrew, Matthew, James, and John. All five of them brothers. Peter, Andrew, Matthew, James, and John. The Lord's call to them with each and every one of them, there is this little phrase in the text of Scripture that says, and they left all and followed him. They left all and followed him. Each one of them. With this man, he's saying, Lord, I'll follow you, but first let me go home and ask some advice, get some opinions. 
And so it is in seeing what this man is asking that we are introduced to the third challenger that can prove to be challenging to our faith. And dear ones, this third challenger is the challenge of true and consistent commitment to the Lord. Amen. The challenge of true and consistent commitment to the Lord. And the reason why this is a challenge, and I want everybody to hear what I'm about to say. The reason why this is a challenge is because for many of us, dear ones, at times our commitment can be true, but it's not very consistent. Amen. We love the Lord. Yes. We, lo- we really do love him. Yes. But we are just not very consistent. Amen. We're not very consistent in what we say and in what we do. Or at other times, we are consistent, but we're not very true. We are consistently inconsistent. We're up, we're down, we're in, we're out, we're hot, we're cold, we're good, we're bad, we're left, we're right. We're consistently inconsistent. And so, dear ones, this man, he, he, he presents to us this third challenger. But notice how the Lord responds. Notice what the Lord says. Verse 62, he says, And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, the Lord responds to this man's request by using an example that from the, from the, uh, uh, from the, the field of agriculture to help illustrate his point. Now, I've got a lot of notes, and I got, I got, a, lot, I got a lot of notes, and I got a little time, so let me get to the point. Jesus says, no man having put his hand to the plow. See, because when you, in that day and time, your plow was pulled by an animal. It was pulled by a horse or an ox. It was pulled. And so in order to navigate that plow correctly, would require you to focus all of your attention, all of your effort, and all of your energy on making sure that your furrows, your lines, were straight. If you began to look backwards, you were, de- you were destining yourself. Hear me now. If you began to look backwards, you were destined destining yourself to go sideways to not succeed and to become ineffective in what you were trying to do the moment you start looking backwards you are destining yourself to become ineffective you are setting yourself up you are placing yourself in perfect position to be ineffective in doing what the Lord has called you to do. The moment you start looking back. I'm not talking about momentary glances where you kind of, you know, you know like, like the song says, you, know, you look back where God has brought you from and you're giving praise. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about you start focusing your attention on back there. What you used to do. What you used to have. How you used to roll. You start focusing your attention on that. You are, deter- you are destining yourself not to be effective. And so that challenger comes, dear ones, because for each and every one of us, we are faced with the challenge of being consistent and true in our commitment to the Lord. If I had time, dear ones, I'd take us to the book of James, because in James, that fourth chapter, he, he, he says, he says that, 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 that he calls people adulterers and adulteresses. 
And he says, friendship with the world is enmity with God. The reason why he uses the language of infidelity is because when you enter into a relationship, a saving relationship with the Lord, you have entered into a type of marriage with the Lord. When you have entered into a saving relationship with the Lord, you have entered into a, a type of marital arrangement with the Lord. And the same issues of fidelity and commitment and permanence and exclusivity that your spouse should receive from you, the Lord is saying, why am I not getting those same things? Why am I not exclusive? Why do I not get priority? Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.